0: And welcome to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. It is good to be here and glad you have chosen to listen as I discuss uh, today matters of worship. We're ending a five-part series today on five neglected essentials of worship, five that I have chosen. Um, And today I am talking about the increasing neglect of congregational participation, Maybe you have seen this, maybe in your own church or maybe in other churches. I have visited churches where maybe they have separate, different worship services, two or three worship services, and sometimes in contrasting styles. And I'm referring to music and um, aesthetic um, elements here. And so I visited churches where... Uh, Maybe they have a progressive service, or a contemporary service, or a blended, and maybe a traditional service. And those might not be the best words to use, but um, nevertheless, they have different styles of um, aesthetic elements in those services. And often, I have visited churches where there is more participation in the quote traditional services than the uh, contemporary services, and. Um, there are many reasons I think con- Congregational participation is lessening uh, But the main reason, reason is consumerism We live in a consumerist society And the Christian subculture Has almost certainly been affected um, I, And I'll confess as a minister That it's difficult to keep society From affecting at least some Of the practices of the church But often we need to strive for that goal Don't let the Uh, society creep into the church and rule over the practices that we employ. One of the effects of consumerism, I think, is the neglect of congregational participation in worship. People treat it like it's going to a concert. In other words, what has the church done for me lately? I'm here to absorb, I'm here to watch and observe, which is not true, and it's a bad attitude to have. Uh, Recently, I visited a local church, and I noticed... Not just a few people, but a lot of people coming in late, texting while they were entering, talking on the phone, drinking coffee, having casual conversations, and then sitting in a casual position as if they are there to be entertained. And those actions are not evil in and of themselves, but they could be indicative of a greater issue, and that's a hedonistic attitude. Uh, John Piper has effectively turned the word hedonism into a good thing for the glory of Christ. In other words, it's okay to be a hedonist if we seek our pleasure uh, through the satisfaction found only in God. That's not the type of hedonism I'm referring to here. I'm referring to a hedonism that looks only to someone's desires. In other words, I want what I want. I'm going to get what I want. And I seek pleasure for myself, not for the glory of God, but only for myself. Uh, That is rampant in Western society, in America. Um, In fact, that attitude has sort of crept its way into the church. Uh, Maybe it started off as a good thing. In other words, work hard, um, you will be rewarded for your hard work. Well, that's a good thing to teach hard work. But it has turned into, there is nothing wrong with seeking money and seeking riches. If that's what you want, then go get it, because there's nothing wrong or sinful about it. And I would disagree with that strongly. So, declaring him, declaring who he is. Worship is not about or for humankind, but about and for triune God. So, if we're satisfied in Christ, his glory and his renowned is manifested in our very lives and our worship participation because of our natural desire to please him. So the theological foundation here is that participation in corporate worship is likely linked and really tied very strongly to spiritual depth. And so we should be people who participate in worship rather than people who consume entertainment. So I want to give you a little bit of a historical foundation here as well. Martin Luther espoused worship and teaching in the vernacular language. He expressed this. One may not ask the Latin language how to speak German. One must ask mothers in the home, children on the street, the common man at the market, and watch carefully how they speak. After that, one may translate. Then those who read will understand you and know that you are speaking German with them. The issue of vernacular language here reached far beyond understanding and into participation for Martin Luther. Uh, Christian worship prior to the Reformation involved little to no congregational participation. Not only was the mass employed in Latin, only clergy were able and permitted to speak or sing. And Luther, cha- uh, Luther and other reformers changed this, and it stemmed from a firm belief in the participation of the entire local church in worship. Worship was not just for the leaders. It is not just for the leaders. And so even in the early and patristic church, um, There is little room for doubt that Christians were fervently participatory in worship. In the early church, no aspect of corporate worship was taken for granted. For example, the kiss of peace was a vital part of worship, as was the weekly celebration of the Eucharist. These elements of worship were not to be observed, but rather they were there to be participated in note that music is not the sole form of participation in worship there are other elements and so worship leaders often fail their local churches by only allowing participation in music rather than the other elements of worship so we need to seek creative ways to employ sacred acts in a corporate offering of worship to god History supports corporate participation in worship, and we also need to be faithful worshipers and leaders in a participatory manner. So, the issue here is consumerism. Consumerism is the antithesis of worship. It is not only creeping into the life of the church, it is, in fact, alive and well in the Christian subculture. So, consumerism is the opposite of what God has designed and what he desires. God is worthy of worship in a corporate fashion, and if we consume and seek entertainment value or continuously consider what the church has done for us lately, we fall into the dangerous trap of human-driven worship, which is not worship at all. In our corporate worship experiences, there's one consumer, God himself. And yes, he works in our midst as we worship, he is the one who receives worship. He is both the object and the subject, and he is the one to whom we give worship. And so for proper worship to, to occur, the mentality of many local churches needs to shift, where progressive music, technology, and techniques have been employed to relate to a culture and create an atmosphere which yields participation, the opposite effect has occurred. Congregational participation is dying a slow death. And so we now need to get back to the basics. We need to strive to change not only the method, but the heart. People need to realize their call and obligation to give God to give to God – not just receive for him. So worship is about him. It's not about us. We are not consumers. We're not there to be entertained or go to a concert or ask, what have you done for me lately? We are there to worship together and participate in worship. Thank you for listening. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones.